0: All right, welcome audience to uh, the Jump and Friends on Movies podcast. I am your host, Ryan Jump, with here with my friend Andrew. Hello so, there. Hello there. He <laughs> says, um, never fails. Awesome Star Wars greeting there. Um, so, as you have Known, we've been doing a lot of Star Wars movies, Andrew and I, a lot of podcasts for the Star Wars movies. And, but this today, we're gonna uh, do a different direction. Um, we are going to review the, the MCU. The MCU. So, so the first movies, uh, phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, we weren't able to get uh, our another friend, um, Adam, on the show to do the Uh, episode eight of the star wars so he said hey it's been a while since we've done a podcast let's do one on the mcu so yeah um thank you andrew actually came up with the idea for reviewing uh movies from the marvel cinematic universe and i want to thank you andrew for that so a lot of good things to talk about here and um the first one that came out in the mcu i mean there were there are let's talk about this a little bit um, there were comic book movies that came out before this
1: one. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, I guess if you want to go, you know, some people say Blade, um, X-Men, um, There's also Spider-Man. a really
1: bad Fantastic Four movie in 94. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that one too? Uh, Punisher movies. Yeah. But actually, I, I do like the Thomas Jane Punisher movies, but it was a guilty pleasure for me. A lot of people did not like that one. Um, but... Uh, we uh, was it like Kevin Fahey, Um, I guess orchestrated a lot of these movies. It's kind of it's, what he gets. What well, who is Kevin Feige? I mean, as he's you're the
1: word. big head honcho at Marvel, running all all the uh, the movie making process, making all the big decisions.
0: Yeah. Um, and so go ahead, you were gonna say something.
1: So. The way Iron Man comes in is just because of what Ryan was talking about with all these other non MCU movies. So Marvel was actually failing at the time. Their movies were really hit or miss, as we talk about. For every Spider-Man 2, you had a Ghost Rider. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It wasn't going too good. So Iron Man was definitely a big gamble.
0: Yeah. I mean, and uh, they... They wanted uh, Robert Downey Jr. for the role. Now, was Robert Downey Jr. the first role, first choice, or do you know? I believe he was. Okay. And I'm not sure what other things he was in. I just feel like everybody, when you say Robert Downey Jr., you might think, oh, yeah, he was the guy from Sherlock Holmes. But a lot of people think he was in a movie
1: before it called Zodiac.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. That was a thriller. uh, Well, kind of like us. We're talking about like Zodiac Killer, which was a real case. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was in that movie as well, um, among others. Um, But and I think about the I think Robert Downey Jr. He was not necessarily like on like the blacklist or something like that for actors, but I think he had a lot of trouble with like I don't know if it was like alcohol or substance abuse. Yeah, substance abuse. So they took a big chance on him, and it was a great hit.
1: Well, and the way Iron Man is now, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man is definitely up there with like. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, uh, Professor X, whatever, yeah. as like an actor that's inseparable from the character. Right. Um, I mean, he cannot be recast.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were rumors that, uh, we, you know, um, Doctor Strange 2 came out, and there was rumors that Tom Cruise was going to play a different version of Iron Man. Um, <laughs> and it just sounded kind of laughable. It's like, even if he did show up as an Iron Man, it's like, no, uh-uh, this, this is tom I mean, tom cruise is great mission impossible so many other things but
1: actually um, wait now that you uh now i'm thinking about it, tom cruise was one of the choices for iron man back oh. in that's what it was a reference to i oh, just remembered that Also, okay
0: okay wow how about that so um how different the movies would have been without robert downey jr as iron man um we'll never know maybe they'll, maybe 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 tom cruise does show up as an Iron Man variant now with the multiverse of, you know,
1: who knows? Well, and you're talking about how different of a world it would have been if Tom Cruise played Iron Man. The other thing is how different of a world it would have been if the first Iron Man wasn't as big
0: of a success as it was. Right, like if it was just like a flop, like it only made like $35
1: Because think about what the big movies are uh, right now uh, in the 2020s and 2010s the superhero genre right and that's because of
0: iron man right it started like started all the dominoes in motion and things like that one thing leads to another and there's been a lot of success um I think I read something that maybe like all the uh collective um like cost for all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe might have been like 3.5 billion dollars and it's and i think i read that it made like somewhere between 12 and 14 billion dollars so it's definitely i'm talking billions of dollars so there's definitely been profitable
1: one thing i wanted to talk about really quick and i don't want to spend too long on the subject because it's not immediately relevant but uh that's fine uh the whole like the martin scorsese sort of stuff like that whole debate about whether marvel's art or not
0: Right, so he said he made some kind of comments says superhero movies. That's not a real movie. You know, how can this be a real film? Which
1: I think that his comments are a bit misconstrued, but at the same time, I feel like he's sometimes right and he's sometimes wrong. Mm-hmm. To me, this first Iron Man movie is one Shocking. of the ones that proves him wrong.
0: Yeah. I definitely. think there's
1: an art to this movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there's definitely uh has all elements of a great story, you know, and uh, everything
1: goes well, up. it's directed really well, too. Like, I, I, one of the things that is in this movie as far as just, like, just little things that I love is the way the Iron Man suit looks and feels. Mm-hmm. In this movie. Uh, like, you can hear the uh, individual limbs moving whenever he walks. You can, like, hear, like, the uh, metallic sounds wherever. whatever. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah. this little touches like that just go such a long way in this movie sort of just making it so great
0: right you can tell that i mean hey this is un fake stuff here <laughs>
1: little details that were actually missing in the later movies like in mm-hmm. when you get to like infinity war a lot of those like little touches like the uh uh suit movement sounds are, are gone
0: yeah yeah I wonder wonder why they did that I wonder if they didn't pay too much attention to detail said okay we gotta throw everything at the kitchen sink. At this thing and make everything perfect. Um, did John Favreau purpose this? Yes. He did. And he's 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 happy, right? Yeah. As well. So, okay. Character named Happy. So, I'm sure he was happy when he made it. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> they call him Happy. So, Happy Hogan, right? Uh, so, uh, let's just start talking about... Um, well, Andrew, uh, how about we like to do, like, uh, first impressions. Do you remember... When you saw this movie. Okay,
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about it. Yes. Uh, So we were talking about the idea of this movie like just being an unknown back in the day. And everybody talks about that, but it has to be said. It was an unknown. Yeah. So when I saw it at age eight or seven, depending on the month, um, it it, it blew my mind away. The, it was just so cool seeing this like, dude in the uh, iron suit just going around blasting bad guys and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't even just that. Like it, when I got older and realized what sort of other story stuff there was too about you know this this really cool arc about a man that is just you know the death merchant as they call him in the movie mm-hmm. that he becomes uh, someone who who's uh, really regretful of his past actions and wherever. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful to see.
0: Yeah, you definitely see somebody who has changed. Yeah, um, you know it's not just in it for the money or what. You know which
1: he wants to do yeah. good.
0: Yeah, he really does. Um, so, which um, you know we see in other movies that that Iron Man is in, where he has. I mean, if you want to, okay, spoiler, can't watch Avengers. You know, just seeing like what he did to basically be ready to sacrifice himself to save the world, and you know, the first all Avengers those
1: movie. movies are so, so good just because of what they do for him, as far as just like how he either like how he travels along with his guilt. A lot of the movies compact on his guilt by adding to it. Right. Yeah. That's probably a redundant way to said but whatever. That's fine. Right, yeah. <laughs> um
0: so and then uh um and did you see this movie in theaters?
1: Uh yes, I did.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I had no clue what it was when we went to it, yeah. to <laughs> like
0: your mom does come on let's see Iron Man yeah Iron that's that's exactly what happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't to see this oh so. Uh, so um yeah I saw it in theaters as well um I forget how old I was but, um yeah
1: going okay la- last time too about the the whole unknown thing yeah but uh we were talking about how it was an unknown for Robert Downey Jr. to play Iron Man but it's also From the comics thing he i don't want to say an obscure character but he was definitely more like a b-lister iron man like he's not as recognizable than uh as say spider-man or the x-men or the fantastic four so another sort of thing of like it's kind of cool they took such an uh not as known character and gave him a chance
0: yeah like, I remember being little, and there was some kind of Iron Man cartoon on show, you know, on the TV or whatever, and I was like, eh, hey, you know, it's it's okay, you know, and when I saw this, when I saw this movie, I was like, well, it could be really good, it could be terrible, and I was very much surprised, I mean, it was awesome. Um, the, uh, um, and, I mean, the sacrifice, well, so... I don't want to just, like, rehash the whole plot or anything. I just thought we could just talk about certain scenes that we liked. But I guess the sacrifice, when when he he gets captured right down Junior, he's Tony Stark. He is a weapons developer with his Stark company. I mean, his father was, you know, the brains behind it, and his father's passed away, so he runs it now. Or uh, He has a second-in-command named Obadiah Stain, I think. Who's totally not evil. Yeah, right. I mean, (laughs) come on, Jeff Bridges. I know there's good in you from Tron. Just
1: like a little name. aside, too. It's funny. Um, the kind of character he plays in there as the villain when he becomes Iron Monger at the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, the way he played him, we actually have a term in the uh, the film community named after him called Evil Robot Jeff Bridges. <laughs> oh, it, it usually means a character that's, that's like just, just evil for the sake of being evil. Yeah, like what. I mean, in <laughs>
0: one way, it seems like the enemy was... I mean well with obadiah you find out later that he's the one that ordered tony to be captured and in the cave and he's involved with the ten rings which and when i first watched it i thought you know who are the ten rings i didn't give a care but you know after seeing sang chi you know going further and talking about the ten rings and things like that i was like oh wow this is really cool how it relates um but i mean like he he planned he he wanted Tony to basically die. I guess so he could like inherit be full control of the company. Is that how? What's Obadiah's moat? Like what is his driving force? Does is he just read I mean he just wants <laughs> to be in charge. I mean
1: he's not the most complex villain, but I like him. Yeah. Like yeah. I I know he's not very popular, especially like in retrospect, just because of how much more complex villains we got gotten, like Loki, but. Yeah. I've just always liked him, especially once he gets the Ironmonger suit. That's yeah. for the symbolism of, like, basically Iron Man versus the War Machine.
0: Yeah. I mean, an in Ironmonger, in, in that fight, I mean, the only way Tony won. Well, first he tried to fly way up high into space to get the, you know, the Ironmonger suit to freeze and fall back down to Earth. I mean, he, like, snaps his, you know, flicks him or whatever. And then the other time, which only temporarily, you know, disables him. But then the other time he asked Pepper Potts to like, so what's going on with Pepper Potts? I know we're really going to the end, but what's the thing with Pepper Potts? She like turns all these like, generators on or something and it tends to like blow off part of the roof but yet iron man is still hanging on so how does iron man doesn't get hurt but obadiah dies even I mean, as a kid
1: up. i thought it was plot convenience yeah it's like,
0: I, I don't understand <laughs> it kind of took me out of but... the movie a bit but it's okay. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so if we had to say like one uh one deficit one one just like knock on this movie could we say like how how obadiah dies is that the one thing <laughs> I mean, I mean, he just yells yes. up really loud. It's not I mean,
1: even that he dies; it's that Iron Man lives.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it almost seems like during those Iron Man movies, yeah, two and three, if you want to include them too, there's always somebody else there trying to help him. I mean, he has his cool suit; he can fire beams out of his hands and his chest, and he can fly and throw out, you know, grenade launchers out of his, you know, back. You know, whatever. But then he like in, in Iron Man two, I think he gets Rhodey to help him take down the bad guy. And in Iron Man three, it's eventually Pepper Pops in all these suits. So, uh, spoilers. Come <laughs> uh, on, Ryan. Sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen these movies, then what are you doing listening to this podcast? I but um, I know I ruined things. Um, but I mean. Anyways, did did you think of any like, you know, knocks you could take on this movie?
1: I mean, there are probably little nitpicks and whatever, but I mean, as far as a movie can be perfect, I think this movie's perfect.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh one thing I thought was interesting is um what's this like Jeff Bridges character? Oh, but I he has this like Thing that like uh, rings. Oh,
1: it- the uh, the thing they use is against the uh, the ten rings. Yeah,
0: and then he mostly uses it against Tony.
1: Yeah, where did that go? That's the yeah. other thing. Why didn't he use that in had, the middle of the battle?
0: Yeah, why do you have to get in this big suit? You could just like kill them if you really wanted to. No, he has to get the uh, what's that palladium? The 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 little heart thing that Pepper. Has that to take too. It- okay.
1: I love the symbolism of him using the old uh core in the final battle yeah. as far as it, it's uh really perfect for showing how far he's come that it's yeah. the the one that's handmade human the first one
0: yeah
1: that saves his life not the the more industrial
0: one right which over took
1: yes um, good good writing yeah it
0: was it was really good and we start seeing uh you know tony he's been basically this you know playboy philanthropist like that everybody wants to and then he eventually comes up with a relationship with Pepper.
1: I love that whole third act of the movie with him and uh, ERJB. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically it's... We've seen how far Iron Man has come. So now he has to prove it to himself. Mm-hmm. He, he has to fight that evil part uh, of him to, fo- to fully become Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really... I mean... You re- oh okay you really root for him. We know he's been through a lot of trauma, especially when he was in that captivity. Oh, and I oh one thing. So when he's in captivity the first time, uh, he's with this kind of uh, I don't know, um, I don't know. If he's like an array, uh, Israeli scientist or somebody. Y- Yokin, so Oh, uh,
1: I can't uh, think of him.
0: But like he's helping Tony make the first Iron Man suit prototype. Um, Jensen. Jensen, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then how basically Tony needs some time for some kind of computer to boot or load up or progress bar to be filled. And Jensen just takes a, an AK 47 or machine gun and just like yes. runs around screaming and shooting. Ah, that's <laughs> <Just laughs> funny. Yeah. And then he tells,
1: Speaking yeah. of that character, too, let's talk about the one uh, quote that everybody loves. Uh, this is a, a. This isn't the exact quote. I can't remember uh, immediately, but uh, where he says something like, "This is your opportunity. Don't waste it."
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. So. Um, yeah. Definitely. So. Um, we have. Um, uh, the Olsen said. Oh, Tony says to the Elson, thank you for saving me. And then he, the Elson says, don't waste it. Don't waste your life. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and this is the other big part of like Tony's character arc that's established here is uh, how much he always looks to the future from now on. He's yeah. always doing after right. that moment on. He, yeah. He's not wasting it. Right, yeah. He's
0: always... It's kind of like not even just
1: off. with the Iron Man, so you just... He uh, even in other ways, like with going uh, ahead further a bit with Age of Ultron, him trying to do the the Ultron thing oh, too. Oh, right, to so
0: that have like a protective blanket or something yes. over the world. Or he's whatever. always doing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which um, again, going ahead a bit, which uh, is in stark contrast with like Captain America, who's always looking towards the past.
0: Yeah, that's true. Which I wonder if that's maybe one reason why it seems like they're always at odds with each other. They have two different viewpoints. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, now, which one is always talking about the present? Is that Thor or is that Hulk? Or nobody. Do we know? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of us. Um,
1: I feel like it would be Thor.
0: Yeah. So, he's always in the moment. Oh, I, I thought that was a funny lane. So, finally, when Tony escapes the cave, um, and then uh, Terrence Howard's character, um, you know, Rhodey, uh, which is kind of funny. We can talk about this, too. Um, but... Terrence finds him, and, I mean, Roadie finds me and says, says, how was the fun V? Next time you ride with me, okay? Because uh, at first, when uh, uh, Iron Man, when he's in the Humvee with, like, these, I don't know, SEALs or Army guys or whatever, and then, uh, like, they get attacked by an IED or something like that, um, and uh, Rhodey's basis. And if you were with me the whole time, then you wouldn't have been captive in a cave and caught and things like that so but it's kind of funny because they uh for whatever reason i I think i remember why but from iron man one to iron man two somehow um the original brody got assassinated and they just put his body (laughs) into another actor
1: (laughs) Uh, i kind of wanted to talk about Terrence howard's performance a bit
0: too yes to that
1: uh, Don Cheadle, I do really love Don Cheadle. I think he plays a really good war machine. He's iconic in that role. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I've always kind of thought Terrence Howard played a better, like, military man. He did. Like, I don't know. I kind of find him somehow a bit more believable in that role than Don Cheadle.
0: Just seems like more, like, official. Like, he has a commanding present. Like, when he tells the people that... Hey, you know this is just another training exercise. You don't need to blow up Iron Man. You know, basically, you know, it just seems like more authoritative. It's just like
1: though Don Cheadle does definitely have the comedic timing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It feels
1: a bit unfair at the same time though too, because he had way more movies to hone that skill.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Was it? Do you know why? Uh, Do you know why we only saw Terrence Howard as Grody once?
1: It was because of some big blow up between him and either Robert Downey Jr. or uh, the
0: writers. Oh, okay. okay. I'm pretty sure it was the Robert Downey Jr. though. Wow, yeah. That's funny. Um, it would have been neat to have seen uh, Terrence Howard in a Iron Man suit um, because when uh, Pepper is trying to call Rhodey to try to find Tony, because Pepper surrounded herself with Agent... Philip Coulson from Shield, Agents of Shield, uh, Clark Gregg who was also in the Avengers, um, and then Terrence Howard finds Rhodey finds Captain, you know, finds um, Tony and um, help just to make sure he's okay because Tony at this time he he gets saved by well he's he ha- he has his piloto- he has his heart heart thing that's keeping the shrapnel from entering his body. Um, taken out by um, Obadiah Stane, the Jeff Bridges character. And then there's this robot arm thing that that constantly Tony was saying, just like, just, just saying, oh, you're stupid, you know, don't, don't like me, don't like, you know, extinguish me because I'm not on fire yet. Things like that. And, and that uh, robot hands him the heart, you know, heart air quotes that pepper gave him, you know, the yes. the actual thing. So, and then, and then, um, uh, Terrence Howard's like, Rhodey's like, looks at one of the suits and he's like next time baby and it's like we didn't get to see him in one of those well,
1: and i actually thought that was genuinely funny his delivery of that line for as simple as it was yeah that's what man i kind of wish we would live in some sort of alternate universe where we
0: could see yeah. terrence howard continuing to play the character you know just yeah. for that chance no there and you know what I, that would be cool what if what if what if there was a what if series where they had more episodes on season two. Yeah, okay, right, season two. There you go. <laughs>
1: what if Terrence Tower played Rhodey? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Marvel gets on the phone. Marvel's know.
1: getting real better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, so, yeah, and Obadiah takes, when he takes the Polonium Heart out, he asks Tony, do you really think that just because you have an idea that it belongs to you, um, which I guess is an interesting quote because it just shows how. Like what are ideas? You know, do we own them if we have them? Can we share them? Do we, is it are we allowed to have them taken taken from us by other people? I mean, if you have okay, let's let's just think about this for a second. If let's say Andrew, you have a creative idea of like some kind of invention that you you know does something crazy and wonderful, whatever, like that. And then if you somebody decided to take that from you and you get none of the profits, none of anything, whatever, and then they get everything. I mean, how do what does it make you feel?
1: <laughs> I think this whole thing goes into like the same line of, uh, as basically history is written by the victor sort of thing. Mm. An idea that really isn't yours uh, when you think about it.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, for one, just because of how, in a more cynical sort of way, as far as humanity, anyone can take what they want.
0: Yeah.
1: It's unfair, but it's the truth.
0: Yeah. Um, so maybe this is actually a, a hard lesson. Yes. He's, like, basically killing Tony.
1: But also, in a more kind of scientific way, is it really yours? How do you know somebody hasn't come up with it before?
0: That's true. And just haven't gotten a patent for it. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Because a lot of our ideas uh, can also be thought of, like, in different ways, depending on, like, how they manifested themselves in the past. Like, um. For example, like it's a weird example, but it's an example. Language, like, mm-hmm. think about uh, how the way certain ideas are conveyed in language are similar to the way they're conveyed,
0: like, in another language sometimes. Oh, true, yeah, and uh, language is always evolving and things like that, and yeah, so yeah, so good points there. Um, let's see uh what do you think about the big fight between? okay what do you think about the about the big fight between obadiah and uh Rabadine? i know we talked a little bit about the end part but as far as like do you feel like um why do you think it seems like obadiah was basically wiping the floor with tony I and mean, how do you think that'd be possible is it just because Rabadine has had a bigger mech and can deal more damage
1: well or? that but also uh the whole the whole fight, uh, Obadiah was using civilians against him too, which is distracting oh, Tony. Oh,
0: okay, that's right, because he like picks up a car and like throwing things, and
1: that's a um, big staple of the classic sort of superhero versus supervillain fight is
0: supervillain taking a car full of people. <laughs> like, yeah, like, specifically like, that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, or what? I don't know if it's uh, well, you know, you you can go back to this, the first Spider-Man movie when like Green Goblin's like, okay, had Mary Jane. Have these kids. Which one are you going to save?
1: Like, um, I can't remember who said this, but, um, like, uh, for they're talking about Superman when they're saying this is people are his weakness. Uh, and that applies to any good superhero. Uh, civilians, humans, that is a hero's weakness uh, yeah. because he has to protect
0: them. Yeah. So they try to protect the civilians and also defeat this bad guy at the same time. And the bad guy just wants to create as much havoc and.
1: And a good so bad everyone. guy capitalizes on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, what did you think of the fight between when Iron Man? Okay, well, um, no, let's not talk about that. Uh, what did you think of our introduction to Jarvis?
1: Um, wait the the, uh, the AI.
0: Yeah, the AI. Yeah.
1: Jarvis was cool. He became even cooler when he was Vision, but he was right. also cool as the uh, the AI too. I also kind of like how he uh, acted as like the voice of reason for Tony almost all the whole entire movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. another cool aside was in the comics, Jarvis was actually a human. Uh, he was his own character, a butler.
0: Oh. He was yeah. supposed to be kind of like Alfred. Oh yeah. From yeah. Batman. Yeah. Forgot about that. So that's pretty cool. How they made him uh, into an AI.
1: It's a cool way to reinterpret a character.
0: Yeah. So, and it, well, I wonder if, if Vision in the comics, did he become, did the butler become Vision? In the comics? No. Okay. Vision
1: and Jarvis were separate characters in the comics. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. All right. Let's talk about a, another fun scene um, where Tony goes to this place called Gamera. Um, Andrew. Uh, take the wheel.
1: <laughs> I uh. love the scene so much. Uh, it was kind of ruined by the memes, but um, <laughs> man, it was such a cool scene seeing like Iron Man in his prime for the first time. Um, he
0: just got his like hand blasters to work, yes. right?
1: Uh, um, yeah. Well, it, it was just kind of cool just seeing him just like this, you know kicking ass. And yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and he. Um, and then there's a scene where, well, there's a part where the bad guys go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He,
1: he pulls him through the wall and just goes, uh, "He's all yours." Just yeah. all the civilians.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then there's another scene right before that where um, all the bad guys are about, they're pointing their guns at the uh, hostages, and Tony just hits a button and all these like, I don't know, like, like miniature grenades or something, just like kill all the everybody, all the bad oh, guys. Oh yeah. Bops yeah. out of his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's really cool. It's kind of funny because I'm, I don't know if we ever see Tony use that movie, we move again, at least not in this movie, I don't think, but I don't think so. it, kind of feel like that's, that's almost like a move that I would see like War Machine use more than Tony, but I don't know. I'd have to watch. I'm rewatching Iron Man two right now, but um, I'm interested to see if, Tony uses that move again, so um, I guess it's kind of like I don't know, in quarter, I mean different movie, maybe it doesn't have any relation at all, but it kind of reminded me of this point, this in one of the the RoboCop movies, where a hostage is being held, and the RoboCop just like accurately just shoots in the one location, and kills the bad guy that like kind of shoots through the dress of the woman, but it doesn't hit any of the woman's body but it just kills the bad guy instantly uh it made me think of that um but uh and then then immediately after this scene was there anything i just want to mention okay and then immediately after this scene um like there's like bogeys on uh bogeys on his six on iron man six the air force or somebody is like hey you know you you know what are you doing here and you shouldn't be in international area and stuff like that and and um, they're trying to shoot at Tony in the air. Oh, wait. There was one other thing. When he was in uh, uh, Gomara, uh, the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: it, where he's, like, flying through the air. The tank shoots him down. Yeah. And he crawls out of the crater. You actually see him, like, sidestep the tank.
0: Uh, yeah, he sidesteps. the tank. Yeah.
1: And then shoots his missile through the crater. Uh,
0: the cannon on the tank yeah and then it starts walking away (laughs) and then it blows up it's like that's awesome
1: with with that awesome guitar riff going yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so that's awesome um and anyways tony gets stuck on uh like like terrence howard the roadie is like is like calling tony is like hey uh what are you doing where are you at you know is this you basically and uh and Tony's like, yeah, it's me. Can you tell your guys not to shoot you me down? You
1: guys driving with the top down. <laughs> yeah,
0: driving with the top down, yeah. <laughs> it, it, then I was running in the canyon and stuff like that. He's like, why are you out of breath? I was running in the canyon. <laughs> Just make up? An um, And then uh, he somehow gets stuck on one of the plane, one of the jets, and uh, gets uh, pushed off. Like the jet does a big long barrel roll. And then Tony's body, the, the iron suit body, Runs into, runs into another jet. That jet's going down. To, uh, the guy in his jet can't get the uh, um, parachute to come out, and Tony punches this button, and, you know, parachute goes out. And everybody's safe. Yeah,
1: that's cool. That uh, um, He goes out of his way to save the person, though, just trying to gun them
0: down. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's like, they don't know. It's like they don't know what they're doing. If they knew it was me, they wouldn't be doing this, you know, kind of thing. So. um some forgiveness there um and then and then um roadie's like well, what do i tell the people you just destroyed one of my planes and tony's like just tell them it was a training exercise and it was like what and then it shows a, a next it scene it really cost you it's a yeah, training exercise. It, it was a training exercise <laughs> nobody was hurt and then l- later in the movie when tony's in the air again and and uh, air force says like hey it's that same guy again let's call whatever you know the number and stuff and Brody says, just a training exercise, guys. Put the boat down. <laughs> just a training exercise. Yeah. So, it's funny. I mean, you know, Terrence Howard can, you know, come up with those comedic moments. It would be, you know, like you said. Um,
1: hey, this movie is just yeah. perfect. They juggled so much. So much cool action. The movie's, yeah. like, really funny. Yeah. It has a good romance to it with Emma Pepper.
0: Yeah. Definitely does. Yeah. Um, they're at some kind of well. He shows up at some kind of uh, I don't know um, charity dinner that he wasn't even invited to, but he shows up anyways. And um, he meets you up get with
1: Stanley dressed as Hugh Hefner. Yeah, it's like, hey, how you
0: doing, Hef? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. And he dances with Pepper, and and then she wants some air, and, and then she asks for him to get her like a um, a vodka martini or something, and then. He runs into some uh, reporter lady who says that, hey, your weapons are being used in Gilmira and stuff. Just he like,
1: puts him on the spot.
0: Yeah. And so he feels then he feels compelled. He says, sorry, Pepper. I mean he doesn't even like he just leaves without saying hello, bye to Pepper, which probably was kind of a bad move, yeah. but uh <laughs> you know. Um, but he tries to save the day in Gilmira. So um but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, like like we kind of said, there there's not a lot of bad things with this movie. I mean, maybe How Tony Survives the End Ill Villain Fight is okay. One little um,
1: small thing I was going to say as far as just, yeah. like, just cool things about this movie. Sure. Um, it's a Blamey do Miss It sort of thing. Uh, actually, this is two things. Uh, the Iron. There's an Iron Man cartoon in the '60s, kind of like in the same sort of strokes as the old Spider Man cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be when they're in Vegas. The flashback beginning of the movie. Mm. Uh, they actually play that theme. Uh, oh, when he's on stage. Oh wow. Uh, before he's Iron Man, which is weird. Ah, huh. uh,
0: that's funny.
1: But also in that same sequence, they actually show uh, a presentation about Tony's parents. Uh, Howard worked. Oh, and they yeah. show a newspaper, which, if you read the article, it oh. talks about how they died in a car crash. Yeah, yeah. Which actually matches up continuity-wise with what was shown in uh, Captain America's Civil War. Yeah. Which, uh, that was over ten movies later, I think.
0: Right. It's nice that they said, hey, remember when you showed you this from 15 years ago? Hey, bring it back. It's such a small thing back. That
1: nobody was going to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice Easter egg there. Um,
1: I appreciate those little yeah. small things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. And it does seem funny. I don't know, To me, it seems like at least in the f- first Iron Man movie. And also I think in the second one, it seems like Tony acts like he even still loves his dad. It seems like later in the movies, it seems like he, like later Marvel movies, it seems like he doesn't love his dad as much. I don't know. It's just something I kind of,
1: I feel like he figured. always did love his dad, but at the same time, the, uh, the sort of relationship he had growing up with them just made it difficult to.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So what was dad was probably more of a workaholic than he was. And it seems, I don't know if his dad was unfaithful or something like that too. Who knows? Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, and then uh, what do you think about the ending of this movie? Like after he, it's iconic. Yeah, uh,
1: they even referenced it with like the uh, in Avengers End Game.
0: Mm, the way do. he
1: started is the way they ends. Yeah, I am Iron Man.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I um, remember uh, that like in the theater at age seven or eight, whatever I said. Um, yeah, that we were all like clapping loud the whole entire theater when he said that line.
0: Oh wow! Yeah that's really cool you remember that um yeah I mean he basically said that okay this time I thought I'd stick to the cards and then he starts reading the cards and then was like you know what I am iron <laughs> so but um yeah that's good man I mean
1: this is just such a big personal like movie for me just as far as how it impacted me yeah um, Got me really big into the superhero thing. I mean, I was already a big Spider-Man fan before then, but okay. Iron Man like took it a whole other level. Even though yeah. I don't read the comics or anything, like, I don't yeah.
0: Know,
1: thanks, mom, for taking me to see that movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, mom. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I guess uh, let's see. Um, and if you were to give this movie a rating one through ten. Ten, the highest. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Eight or nine. That sounds great to me. Well, any last words, any last things? Well, any last uh, impressions? Oh, please no. So, alrighty. Well, thank you very much, Andrew, for being on the show. It was awesome doing, uh, you know, an MCU film with you um we'll see what happens if the next movie we do is uh another mcu movie mcu movie or if we go back to star wars episode eight hey
1: always happy to be on here
0: yeah well love to have you on here you know it's it's awesome you know um yeah there's another uh movie possibly um we might uh, do a uh one on goodfellas we're trying to set up to So yeah, there's a lot of possibilities, and uh, thank you for listening. Hope you all have a great day, and be safe. Take care.